0: This is an ABC
1: podcast. There's nothing quite like the sound of siblings teasing, complaining, and we're still fighting. Talk about exhausting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't you wish they'd just leave you out of it? Imagine if we live in a household, it's constant shouting, constant fighting. It often means that something in the household dynamic might need to be looked at.
1: Hi, I'm Maggie Dent, and in this Parental as Anything, we're tackling the often fraught topic of sibling dynamics. Do you have a big family, like I did, or more commonly now, just a couple of kids? Is your family blended with stepkids or half-siblings? Are there more boys than girls, more girls than boys? Are the age gaps counted in months or years? Every family is different. But for most parents with more than one child, the way your children interact with each other can have a big impact on your day-to-day lives.
0: We don't so much fight over specific topics or specific arguments as we just get annoyed at each other. And have, like, petty disagreeances. Yeah. Of who's going to do this chore today. If anything, we've just had, like, a tense and annoying day or something's gone wrong. Yeah, we just get annoyed at each other and we are a bit too short.
1: Let's unpack sibling dynamics. It might not bring you more peace and quiet at home, but maybe it'll make you feel more at ease with the daily battles. Michelle Chiang is a psychologist and a mum. She's passionate about helping people work through relationship conflicts. So let's put her to work. Now, Michelle, tell me, what are some of the most
0: common emotions that arise between siblings? From experience, a lot of kids would say frustration, irritation, Jealousy, impatience, anger, and quite commonly love towards their siblings as well. Now, why are kids better at regulating those emotions with other
1: children than they are with their siblings?
0: Mm, The interesting part is that when it comes to family dynamics, it's quite often very different than any other relationships that people tend to have outside of their home. And once a family dynamic is sustained and formed, it's quite often very difficult to break. There's that very clear, loving and caring side that they have for each other. But then on day-to-day basis, when it comes into whether somebody had, you know, one more biscuit than the rest of them. (laughs) That's not fair. Or um, maybe they hit their brothers or hit their sisters and then the parents stepped in and they go, well, but you didn't see what happened because I was provoked. Those big feelings are often connected to an existing dynamic that they already have within the sibling relationship. And they tend to be exaggerated and exacerbated when parents are involved as well. I think that's a really good point. And it's also one of
1: the things I've observed around manners that mm. children don't, don't tend to use them at home <laughs> while we're modelling and talking about it, but mm. people will often tell you the children have got beautiful manners. Mm. So it is about that unique relationship, isn't it, in that mm. family setting day after day. Mm. I think one of the big ones with siblings is jealousy. They Mm -hmm. can't bear to see their brother or sister have something that they don't have Mm -hmm. or that they think you favour them more than me, you love Mm -hmm. them more than me. Mm -hmm. What can parents do to help our kids manage their jealousy? Because they are Mm -hmm. children.
0: The reality here that we're dealing with, and especially from parents' perspective, you know, when you have multiple kids or even one child, you know, sometimes they will say, my friends have that (laughs) and therefore I want that too. And so from parents' perspective, I think it's extremely important to bear in mind that fairness does not equal equality. (laughs) And um, quite often because children, depending on their developmental stages as well, a lot of the times younger children have difficulties understand abstract concept. And so they would demand that if their brother's older siblings have, say, five lollies and they only have had three, They want that extra two. So it's a real art and a real task for parents then to sort of take a step back and explain to them that, well, because your siblings are older, they can have one or two more. And when you're at that age, potentially you can have one or two more than what you have right now. But again, it's not about just merely matching the numbers in order to make them feel like there is fairness in the family. That often backfires. And that explanation, really, they
1: don't buy it really in the heat of the moment. And we need mm. to be okay with that because, just like you said, developmentally, they don't have that cognitive processing to be able to accept that in our rational and loving way. Given that we know that siblings are actually competing for limited resources because mm. parents cannot simply meet all the needs of yep. their children all the time. So we need to normalise that sibling conflict is normal developmentally. Mm. However, when
0: should parents worry? I think like any sort of behaviour, isn't it? There's the acceptable ones and then there are the unacceptable ones. Jealousy, anger, even frustration, they're all very normal emotions that one experience. And so it comes down to if the child is demonstrating a lot of aggression, that is a big red flag that is not okay. If the child becomes quite distraught and by that I don't mean just you know a little bit of tears or pushing back on their siblings but really really you know you can see that they're not managing well or they started to want to talk about things such as hurting themselves or hurting someone else. Those are probably fairly significant red flags But even before situations escalate to that point, I think it's important that parents sort of keep an eye on the conflict but don't necessarily intervene unless they can see that things are starting to turn really sort of violent or aggressive or that the children cannot actually manage and negotiate a solution out of that.
1: I think another really good one, Michelle, is Mm. that do they have times when they are playing beautifully together Mm. and that can be balanced among the times they're fighting? I think it's when there's an absence of having fun together. That's
0: also a red flag. What do you think? I would a hundred percent agree with that. And so if that's missing from the family dynamic, it just make the whole atmosphere and environment so much more dreary, doesn't it? <laughs> it just it really just make it more miserable than it necessarily needs to be.
1: I think one of the things we found with the shutdown times was that some families found that their siblings were literally forced because they'd had no other choices, to work out how to play better with their siblings. And I had so many who told me the kids get on a lot better now Mm. than they did before because there was no other option, which I thought was really sweet. But obviously in that environment, it was obviously conducive for that as well. So again, we need to be realistic that children, particularly children under five, are wired to be noisy, messy, unpredictable, (laughs) unable to control big, ugly feelings and be quite irrational. That is normal. Mm. So I think sometimes our expectations Mm. that can we have find where the pockets of quiet are, that's great. Mm. And I really believe in having quiet spaces around the home, like a resting chair, maybe in the garden or on the deck or in the lounge room. Mm. When you sit in that, it's for you to be quiet and to regroup yourself. And if we model that, Mm. then you'll be surprised how quickly your children do. And the calmer the nervous system, the less need to be discharging excess big, ugly feelings on our siblings. Mm. Okay, I'm a real believer in mums or dads and mums' dads, mums' mums and dads' dads having some sibling-free time because I really believe the healthier the relationship of the co-parents, the healthier that tends to be all the way through the family. So should parents try to give their kids time
0: away from their brothers and sisters as well? Mm. Kids are often fighting for their parents' attention. And it's a big struggle because it's constant that they feel like they need more, especially when you have multiple siblings. And so even as adults, we need that time away. We need that time with our partner just to sort of recharge. Same as the kids. Sometimes they need to be away from their siblings. Sometimes they need to have a time with either of the parents to just go, okay, Today, for half an hour, is just with this particular child. (laughs) They have my attention and we're going to do something we enjoy together. I love one-on-one time and
1: Mm. sometimes I think it doesn't have to be long and siblings see the benefit that they actually get that complete one-on-one time that is just pure gold. Mm. They're often more amenable to letting their siblings have some too because it is Mm. a little bit about equity, isn't it, (laughs) rather than equality. That's right. Now, Michelle, can you explain to us, is there really such a thing as a middle child syndrome?
0: (laughs) Well, from the research perspective, and I think maybe this wouldn't be news to you, but there hasn't been anything really to particularly back that up. Having said that, I think anecdotally, sometimes we do see certain traits, don't we, in the middle kids or the elder child or the youngest one. That could also be a lot to do with the family dynamic. Again, going back to you know what we were talking about before, sometimes it's also the relationship that they established within that family unit that they have, and so there's typical behaviors coming out of that. But as far as you know, just the middle child and having the middle child syndrome, or sometimes you know even in conversation with other people, you go, "Oh, I'm a middle child." They go, "Ah, (laughs) you must be like this and that." And I think the mantra for the middle child
1: is it's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Really one other big thing that comes up in lots of families and Mm. that is the favourite child. There's no way any parent wants to have a favourite child because we know that's potentially not really helpful. If there is an unhealthy perception of a perfect child in a family, that can have long-term negative effects on that child as a grown-up. Within that, there's two sides to that. We always think, oh, gosh, you poor kids, you aren't the favourite child. But the favourite child has a lot of pressure to be able to meet
0: those expectations of being the perfect child. I don't think any parents mean anything by it, but they might have one particular child. Sometimes they use that child to compare to the other. And they might say, oh, why couldn't you be more like your brother? Why couldn't yes. you be more like oh, your sister? I've heard that before. And so immediately yeah. the signal that is sent to the child at the receiving end is that, oh, so I am not good enough. And that could be quite damaging. Yeah. So I think the big message Mm -hmm. is that within families with
1: siblings is that every single one of them is a unique one-off. It's not Mm -hmm. supposed to be like the older one or the younger one. And we've Mm -hmm. got to work out what is their unique blend of temperament and gender influences and Mm -hmm. attributes Mm -hmm. and help the child make the best of who Mm -hmm. they are rather than necessarily wanting them to become something that we wish they could be. Mm -hmm. Is that fair enough to say?
0: Oh, absolutely. 100%.
1: Nailed it. (laughs) Okay, so what do you think? Will life be a bit more peaceful for you at home tonight? Siblings are competing for limited resources, so of course they will have to have times where things feel unfair. So, here are my top tips for handling sibling rivalry. Sibling rivalry is a way kids learn about relationships. and the need for healthy boundaries, so we need to celebrate these wonderful, annoying, teachable moments. Big ugly feelings are normal, especially for kids, and jealousy can happen to anyone. Validate it, listen to their concerns, and reassure you love all the siblings. Sibling fighting will happen, and most times kids can resolve it themselves, however, When siblings are hurt with intention, parents need to step in. And once things have calmed down, explore what was underneath that, what was unfair or what was unjust, so you can see if you can smooth the waters. Maybe use creative ways to improve the emotional tension. Remember, we can move the way our kids feel. So bring a good snack, change location, lighten up and be completely ridiculous it might save a bigger battle. Prioritise creating fabulous family fun times when siblings are immersed in a loving connection as it builds memories that can shape their future relationships not only with their siblings, but others. Go on, have some serious fun. Guess what? The latest season of Ladies, We Need to Talk has kicked off and you, Miss Steins, has so much to tell you, like what happens when you get old. Oh, I could tell you a thing or two about that. Why is hair so important to women? And there's a great episode about fetishes, but I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> I have an unresolved kind of dream about using Stumpy Arm as kind of a dildo on a guy. That's the new season of Ladies We Need To Talk and you can find it right where you find me on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. And next time, do you have a child who wets the bed? It's far more common than parents are willing to admit so we are here to answer all of your questions. There was a lot of changing sheets and washing I guess but yeah, we didn't make him feel abnormal for it. We were concerned and we did take him to a homeopath who gave him some little tablets for it. It did eventually stop. That's next on Parental as Anything with me, Maggie Dent.